Pickaxe. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This program is brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. If you like what you hear and want to support our work, please make a donation at fundraiser.resonance.fm. Good evening and welcome to One Life Left on Residence 104.4 FM. It's a professional start to the show. That was, quite, an, that was quite an entrance, Steve. I am Steve Curran and you are Simon Byron. And you, who are you? Oh, me? Sorry, I'm Anne <laughs> And on the phone, you uh, did some sort of weird reverse into the... Uh, I mean, it would have been better if you just sort of... As you swivelled round, uh, put the faders up... <laughs> And then, like, hey, try and impress our guests. It was all fine until Anne sniggering made me giggle, and that led to this chaos. Right, and this is I, was, I was just thinking, before you uh, swivelled round, yep, I grabbed swivel. the mic, I was thinking, this is probably the most relaxed I've been in a long time, because uh, we didn't have a show live on air before us. Just yeah. been in here for a while, haven't we? Been just been sitting chatting. Talking about stuff. How are we all doing? Uh, I'm good. I yep. just got back from the north. You've been to the north. How been was to that? The north. It was brilliant. I had a very relaxing couple of days in Lytham St Anne's, and then in the Lake District. Oh, I've, I've never been to the Lake District. Well, so called because there are. It's a district of lakes. Wow. Mm, uh, saw some lakes. Pretty okay. good. Pretty good lakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, went to a wedding. That was good too. Uh, and ate too much cake. Uh, it was a fantastic weekend. Good. And what have you been up to? Um. I don't care. <laughs> Why is that? Because uh, I go to Japan on Saturday. You are. This is, the, so this is the last time we have you for a bit, isn't it? Yeah, for three weeks I'll be off because I'll be... Uh, well, I said to Steve the other day, we're going to we're going to Nottingham on Friday. We'll talk more about that later. Uh, and I said to Steve, yeah, rushing off um, on Saturday morning because uh, we've, got an, uh, we've got a plane to catch going to Japan in the evening. And he went, oh, you're going to miss the Round the World buffet. And I said, I'm going to be flying around the world. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I don't care about anything apart from going to Japan. Great, right now. great. Yeah, I'm looking yeah. forward to the show. It's going to be good, isn't new it? Section. It's going to be a good. It's a good one to guest on, I'd say, wouldn't you? Definitely. Out of all of them, yeah. uh, 
I can't believe we've never had this gentleman on before. Uh, it's Stefano Petrullo from Renaissance PR. Is that what we call it? Stefano? Absolutely. Stefano, I've known you for years and years and years. Why have you never been on the show before? Because I'm shy. Is it because you were shackled by, the, by, by big business? Well, because you used to work at Ubisoft, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've worked for Ubisoft for, for a long time. Yeah, seven years. Okay, so, so you're here to tell us all their secrets. Oh, Absolutely. Excellent. Yeah, lift the lid on what yeah. it's like working for the Assassin's Creed factory. Absolutely, absolutely. It's an amazing place to be, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> you know, things change. Don't lift things the lid change. too much, because they did send us Assassin's Creed and okay. Just Dance this week, oh, so great. I'd like to keep on that gravy yeah, train. Okay. Ethics. <laughs> yes. Have you already tried play, though? <laughs> Sorry? Have you already started playing Assassin? No, no, not no, 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 no. It's a, it's a core blimey governor one, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I did last night. I started last night. Any good? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's very interesting. But the fact that he's based in London, it's uh-huh. just like... Me living in London now for ten years, right? It found like it's, it got this kind of very good vibe about okay. recognizing place and stuff. Despite my sense of orientation is rubbish, just I keep getting lost in Sainsbury. Just, but, yeah. <laughs> just climb on top of it. Exactly. <laughs> I'm I'm really excited. I'm going to try and find my house Are you? in it Excellent. and review good. it on the strength of that. Uh, so Stefano's going to be chatting about uh, that sort of thing and uh, the work you're doing with indies and stuff like that, and who knows what else. Uh, but before we get to that, let's start the show, as we always do, and that's with Anne's News. It's 7.04 on Monday the 26th of October. I'm Anne Scantlebury, and this is the news. Hideo Kojima has left Konami already. Or maybe he hasn't, or maybe he has. Who knows, really? The New Yorker's Simon Parkinson reported that Kojima left the company on the 9th of October despite thoughts that he'd stick around until the end of the year. This comes after the Kojima logo was removed from all Metal Gear Solid V. When asked, however, Konami said he's just gone on holiday for a bit because making MGS5 was tiring. That's despite Parkinson having a picture of his leaving party. This is really the worst breakup we've seen play out in a long time. Parkinson was invited to Kojima's Kojima-san's leaving party. Was he? I don't know. He's got a picture well, of it somehow. Picture. Oh, he's got a mole inside uh, Konami, hasn't he? Parkinson has. Well, they could figure it out. They could just see whose desk it was taken from. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, he had a picture of Kojima stood up, sort yeah. of like, it looked like he was saying goodbye, didn't it? Or it didn't look like he was going on holiday. How, no. can, you, how can you tell he looked like he was saying goodbye? Well, because he was addressing a, a room full of people. I mean, well, I don't know. Yeah, sure you not do that occurrence. when you say hello. Come in, all, come into the all... office in the morning. Hello, Konami. <laughs> I'm here again <laughs> and intending to be here for the future. But there wasn't a suitcase next. If you're going on holiday, you've got a suitcase, haven't you? <laughs> did he? Yeah, true. They all had drinks in their hands. They did have drinks in their hands. Well, you know, when I arrive at the office, <laughs> celebrate my arrival, um, presumably, you know, it could be anything. He's gone on gardening leave, hasn't he? That's yeah, what's I happened. Yeah, I mean, yes, that is it. So he didn't have any gardening tools with him. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how do we think this has been handled, Stefano? Have you been keeping track of, track of this? Yeah, it's, it's very interesting because um, I, I love the way that as soon as the news break about, oh, Hideo Kojima left, Konami say no, and then a picture's come. And the picture actually, as I say, it could be, to be honest, it could be anything. Mm. But I tend to, I tend to uh, like a lot the, the style and the, the way Simon Park is writing. So I think there is definitely some stuff there that is not really clear from a Konami point okay. of view. And I think Japanese company in general, I used to work with some Japanese company uh, in the past, uh, and I think they are very 
very corporate, so by the time they decide to say something, everything has been spilled out anyway. So, so conclusion, Simon Parkin is a gossip, <laughs> but with a heart of gold. You literally can't trust anyone or anything on the internet these days. Harmonics has admitted that some of the reviews of Rock Band 4 on Amazon were written by its staff, all of them giving it five stars, like they're proud of their work or something. The company has since said that the staff posted the reviews of their own accord and has clarified its position with employees, asking them to delete the reviews or make it clear they work for the developer. If you're wondering who wrote all the reviews of One Life Left, it was my mum, especially the bad ones. Oh, uh, you can understand why they did this, right? Like, uh, yeah, it was kind of quite sweet the way they tried to get out of it as well. Because one person updated his review and said, um, "I've been asked to point this out that I do work at Harmonix, um, but I- I'd still give it five anyway. Mm. I would definitely give it five. I have a great time with all the cooperation. I get to play it with my family. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I think there is an element of uh, of everybody doing it. I guess I can imagine as well that some of those reviews I haven't seen them, but might have been a bit sort of tongue in cheek, like going. This is the greatest game yeah, yeah, of, yeah. of all time, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, uh, but obviously when people who are looking to investigate ethics in game shields and, like, make that connection, they get super excited, like yeah. they've cracked some amazing scandal. And then harmonics are forced to apologise and the industry loses a little bit of joy. Uh, I published uh, Throw Exploding Cheese at them uh, on Android last week, which I'm, I'm sure we'll, we'll talk about later. But um, the thing with all of this sort of stuff is that you, uh, when you look at your reviews, particularly if you don't have very many of them, like me, uh, <laughs> one review out of kilter can make an awful amount of difference. Mm. So uh, I was average. I was I was on five out of five, Steve, for a while. Mm-hmm. Was that all I, you? No, because you're only allowed to rate your own game once. I did oh, give wow. it five though. And to be honest, with you I would I would have given it five anyway <laughs> if I hadn't made it. Um, and uh, I was like, okay, for the, like I think we'd had eight, eight fives, and then there was one one, <gasps> and of course I brought it down to, to four and a half, right? Ooh, so when Jesus. you know uh, that really affected my Metacritic score, and I was like, oh, what a spiteful thing to do! So I clicked on it to see mm-hmm. who it was, and through a bit of internet sort of jiggery pokery, <sighs> turns out the one star is um, a friend of essentially an extended member of my family. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like, and I think, like, it may be, um, like, maybe a boyfriend, or, uh, but yeah. And so I, I was like, why, right? Thanks for that. And she had given it five out of five, and uh, she'd, like, she'd taken the time to write a decent review of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, she must have genuinely enjoyed it. He comes out, she's given it one. Now, I've not, <laughs> I was tempted to go on to Facebook and go, oh, I can't believe somebody's given uh, it one out of five. <laughs> Hope you're happy, name. Um, but- Without, without the other, sorry, implying that I didn't know where this, yeah, it's yeah. a tricky one, isn't it? Mm. I need to phone harmonics up, don't I? Get, yeah. Give it some fives. I reviewed it. Did you? Thanks yeah, very much. Gave it five it? out of five. Oh, okay. Really enjoyed I it. Really enjoyed it. I, I would would have given it five out of five. <laughs> <laughs> would and did. Would and did yeah. give it five out of five. Um, so yeah, yeah well, we'll talk about that yeah. more in, later in the show. The ending of GoldenEye 007 could have been very different if Nintendo Shigeru Miyamoto had had his way. Speaking at Nottingham Game City this week, director and producer Martin Hollis explained that Miyamoto was worried the game was too violent and tragic. A fax from the Nintendo boss suggested that it might be nice if, at the end of the game, you got to shake hands with all your enemies in the hospital. That didn't end up making it into the game, but we hear the makers of the next Bond film are very interested in this new and lovely approach to narrative conclusions. Do your uh, Miyamoto pronunciation again. Yeah, go on, that was really... Shigeru Miyamoto. Oh. <laughs> going to be in Japan. Yeah. Amazing. This time next week. And that's what you're going to be going around yeah. just asking. Yeah. So, yeah. Are you going to do any um, any uh, outside broadcasts for us while you're up there? Record some sort of... 
Yeah. You can claim some of it back on X's. <laughs> you can. Maybe I can... Um, <laughs> Go to an arcade. Yeah. Do a review in an onsen. What? Mary-Kate and Ashley onsen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, try and win um, a sword from a vending machine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Where do you get them from? And if you go into the arcades around... Also, a vending machine. You don't win something from them. Uh, sorry, just... it's a money... It's a coin-operated thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, you win actual swords. Wow. Yeah. Try and beat a level of Dance Dance Revolution oh. wearing a kimono. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were just doing, yeah. doing achievements <laughs> to force her to play the game in a yeah. different way. Right. That's how uh, you should design achievements. See if you can find Shigeru <laughs> Miyamoto. <laughs> no, but honestly, Anne, just try and have a nice yeah, time. I'm good. And yeah. also do, do some <laughs> work for us. <laughs> Praise be, Sony has announced a PS4 price cut in the UK. If you give a retailer £300 sterling, it's recommended that you get one penny and a 500 gigabyte PlayStation 4 in return. It's so wonderful that Sony would do something so generous in the run-up to Christmas. If you see Sony out and about, please give Sony a hug and say thank you, Sony. Thank you. Uh, do you get any games with it? Uh, not cu- under the current RRP, mm-hmm. I don't believe, but I think you... well. There's, there'll be bundles there'll be bundles see there's okay. always bundles okay good thanks well that's good news I said it didn't affect me I've got one yeah I've got me one too. as well yeah. it literally does affect me okay you're going to get one mm, what, maybe what games are you going to get with it might have to buy a TV first okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know what, uh, what games do you think will will be coming with it uh, uh, you need to play Until Dawn okay uh, mm. I'll send you a copy of The Swindle they're two of the year's best games mm. great um. Yeah, good. Price cut stories. This is story three, was it? Oh, no, Steve, this is four. Come this on. This is story four. This is four. This well, is we the... Sort of oh, we're over there. We sk- <laughs> we're getting through it, so... I mean, all right. I've good. checked out, Steve, don't worry. And finally, Sega has accidentally encouraged playing with your boobs this Halloween. Sonic Runners has included a hilarious typo on one of its Halloween special stage characters, Boo. The additional naughty bee has been spotted with Sega apologising and saying they'll be implementing a fix soon. Thank goodness the slip-up wasn't with Count Dracula. Very good. Thank you. Very good. Yeah. Oh, I get it. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Um, is there a game Count Dracula, or is that just? I'm just. I mean, I'm just checking that. Well, I was just assuming that, like, as it's a Halloween character, it should be something spooky. Count Dracula is mm. spooky, right? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true. Good. Do we think this was a mistake, Stefano? Very well engineered. Mm. Suspicious, see? Mm. Always. <laughs> Cynicism. I'm Italian. What do you expect? We are, need. To, we need to be suspicious. Okay. I mean, it's hard to make that typo. To, when you're on the final O of Boo, then you can move all the way across to the... Yeah. Do. yeah. Unless you type it an awful lot and it's just automatic. <laughs> it's, yeah, autocorrect, yeah. yeah. Mm. Or just your fingers, just that's just, just where they go. Did your fingers just do the... Did they just <laughs> do Boo? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. Did you? Yeah. Right, good. Um, but they said be impl- implementing a fix. I mean, it's just deleting a letter. Like, this is the thing that made me go... Yeah, but well, well done, guys. It's deleting a letter on loads of versions of the game. So yeah, you've got to go, go, around, go, go around to everyone's house, <laughs> ring the doorbell. <laughs> Who are you? Show a bit of ID. All right, come in. Delete. Done. All right, thanks. Have a good day. It's made everything stop being sexy and start being scary. Well, uh, what do we think of that, that new section? Yeah, really good, Anne. Uh, you can really tell good. that I'm on garden yeah, exactly. right now. <laughs> Have a nice trip, won't you? I will. Thanks, Anne. One life left. Video game news with Anne Scantlebury. 
This is One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. If we didn't say earlier, because I was swivelling, we're a radio show about video games. We broadcast across London and on the internet, which is an amazing thing because you can get us anywhere. 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 Um, We're available at what web address? Uh, www.resonancefm.com I was was reading up on uh, the Gear VR uh, launch games today. Um, And um, we've reached a stage now where sort of previously um, to play games on PC, they would say, oh, this graphics card is recommended or it's recommended Mm. that joystick recommended. Um, Mm -hmm. Play with headphones are recommended for this game. Uh, On VR, they are recommending... uh, Swivel chairs for <laughs> certain games. You go, oh, but here's this game's out now. Swivel chair recommended, <laughs> so that you can do like that. You'll be good at it, Steve. Mm, well, oh. you got you got um, a phone just for the Gear I VR, did, didn't you? Did, yes. So you're going to be our Gear VR correspondent. I am. I'm going to. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be wearing it on the tube. <laughs> there aren't swivel chairs really on the tube. Maybe no, one of those. I, I won't be playing those games though. If they're not, you know, what, you, what, you don't need them for all games. Picturely line carriage Some. recommended. Do you think look they'll be guy. making a... Um... They're going to go, look at that guy, the VR man, he looks cool. <laughs> I'll be on hoverboard. Jump in the air! I'll be on hoverboard as well. <laughs> Just rolling like, right, yeah. Honestly, I'm just going to be, yeah, they're going to be the talk of the town of London. That was uh, Darndruff and Roadblock. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Darndruff. Darndruff. Is, is that his or her name? Uh, Actual real name? I, I don't know. I can, do you want me to Google Head and shoulders you... above the rest. Hey, yes. oh, that's good. Yeah? It's maybe a few seconds after it. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing if not uh, good at timing, Anne. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Stefano. Yeah. How are you fighting? Are you enjoying yourself? A lot at the moment. Really enjoying being here. Long good. time. I'll see you after we don't met. Don't see you enough. When did we meet? Ten years Ages ago. ago t- 1995, How I did believe. we first come across each other? Because I was doing PR in Italy, and we, uh, you come to me and say, oh, I got this game called uh, Guitar Hero. We'll never catch on. Yeah. yeah. And I say, well, what is this? Oh, yeah, it's a game about, you know, it's a guitar and stuff like that. And I say, wow, it looks interesting. And I remember a particular episode, because I was, uh, I take the guitar home, and then and I say, try to play with my PlayStation 2, just say, what is it? I was very sceptic. You know, say, why should I play with a fake guitar? I don't play guitar. I don't like guitars. And then uh, I end up literally jumping in the middle of the living room where my girlfriend at the time came home from work. She opened the door of the living room and say, oh, my God, <laughs> what now? And you're no longer with her. So that's why you split up, is it? Yeah, this is one of the reasons I split up is with that. I got a new one now. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> it's um, no, but it was interesting because uh, I think uh, no, you know, did you try the new Guitar Hero? No, I, I yeah. almost bought it the weekend. Yeah. Um, I, do you know what I did? I tried it on the App Store first because uh, it's very different. See, it's it's, um, it's the rhythm action wars again. So there's uh, GH versus Rock Band and. Uh, yeah, uh, rock band as um, rock bands feels more traditional. GH has taken a different approach this time. The whole sort of live thing, um, but yeah, I've been reading really good things about yeah. it. Yeah, we had, we had, we had a good bad. time. I had a great time doing launching that. the first one. Yeah. Was epic. So then, what happened to you? Well, um, well, lots of things to be honest. So I don't think we got enough time to say everything. <laughs> but um, I think after we launched Guitar Hero, I decided to move from. Uh, Italy to the UK, coming mm-hmm. here in 2006, 
worked briefly in the dark side of the industry of PR, as you know. Right. With Scotch Media, then uh, Ubisoft for seven years, and now I decide to run my own gig. Like six, actually seven, eight months already. Okay, wow. Uh, so you've moved from uh, AAA games to indie games, is that right? Yeah, well, I think, what is an indie game for you, though? Because I think indie game to me now Need sounds hog. more... <laughs> <laughs> no, I think everything is indie now. I was in, okay. I spoken with people recently. Everything that is not uh, coming from one of the big publisher or Sony and Microsoft is an indie. Wow, basically. even the big publishers are doing indie labels, aren't they? Yeah, mm. yeah. Sierra. The Sierra's five coming five. back, 505. Yeah. I mean, have done right from the start. Would you say Flower is an indie game? I guess so. It's entirely Sony backed, yeah. right? So, Yeah, there is these things. It's like even calling game game is very. I don't think is. Okay. Correct anymore. So, what yeah. do you do? Talk a lot. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> if we're not if we're not calling them indies, yeah. we're not calling them games. Yeah, no, I'm, uh, we're going to have to yeah. have words for something, aren't we? <laughs> Experiences. Let's just roll with it for the next forty minutes. Yeah. Um, but you've moved from uh, working on Assassin's Creed. Yes, Assassin's uh, Creed, Far Cry. Far Cry. Yeah. Right. So they're pretty yeah. big titles too. What sort of what sort of games are you working on at the moment? Okay. Well, the last game I I, I launched uh, was Broken Swords. Um, Broken Sword 5 on PS4 and Xbox One um, Point and Click Adventure uh, Maybe Revolution As you know Do you know Yeah, very, very, very amazing experience And um, it was my first game launch After leaving uh, a big publisher And um, I don't think he's uh, saying Working with indies is better or worse I think he's wrong But it's definitely different You, you, you can be such more creative sometimes And um, quicker quicker you got an idea and if the developers like it you just part and implement it and you can uh, speak with fun very easily involve communities and stuff and with broken sword i i i was um i, I think i was lucky because it's such a a, a big recognized franchise in the uk but uh, looking at the campaign i can say that it's one of my best my best campaign ever ever it just because of the creativity we put in and, you know. Yeah. Um, what, are the, what were the challenges, would you say, from the guys that you're working with at the moment then? I mean, because if you've, if you've worked on Far Cry and um, Assassin's Creed, you've, you've got the, the press and ringing you up and sort of bending over backwards to get stuff from you. Whereas if you go to indie games, uh, it's, it's much more difficult. What's, what, 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 what can uh, people do to sort of get noticed? I think, I think you're right. I mean, if you, if, you, if you launch a big franchise like Metal Gear, Assassin, Call of Duty, you know, you actually, your big, your big problem is getting back enough quicker to people because there's too many people contact you. Why? With, with, the, with the indie or smaller game, the challenge is the opposite. So well, I think every game uh, or almost every game got something that is quite unique. And if you're able to spot it and then start working on it, I think media or YouTubers and stuff, they start understanding and want to talk about it. For example, back in time, you do previous. Now, no one... No one is interested anymore in preview. I was about to swear, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no one interested anymore about previews. So you have to create stories now. And, um, and, and, and the idea of creating stories based on your game, it could be the narrative could be made in a particular way. But even when I spoke with Indy, most of the time I say to them, don't forget who you are and what your story is, why you're making games. Because there is maybe some touch point that media are interested into. We see a lot of stories on the internet about, you know, um, 
headline grabbing or clickbait stories. Uh-huh. And my idea is because most of the time we as a PR or publishers, we not be able to give a content that is actually appealing to be read. So some media just decide to go on the clickbait route because it's easy. I think what's, um, what I find most surprising at the moment is that everybody agrees that um, indie games uh, deserve to be covered. Um, I forget who it was. I saw uh, an editor of a gaming site tweet about a new indie column that they had just introduced. And they said, I've been working on this for a, for a, working on this for a while. Um, uh, I, I hope it does well because then we'll do some more of those. And this was the editor of it. So it's no longer an editorial decision. It's looking at what people are reading. And if that audience for a mainstream game, strike, game site is not particularly interested in the indies, that, that column won't run again. And so I think, um, yeah, I think people like you are having to work a lot harder these days to create those stories and get people interested because the, the press has slimmed down. No one's got any time to do anything slightly, you know, slightly different or take the sort of time that you see someone like Simon Parkin do like the investing with journalists i think Eurogamer does some some really good sort of long form pieces as well but sort of broadly speaking it's 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 sort of getting on that treadmill and 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 standing out that's i mean i guess that's why your role is so important well i think i think one one things that happened to me recently i found myself literally taking a train and go back to i think i went to brighton last week to see someone and it was like one of the old style pr action when i say okay i got this build of this game um, he's not ready yet, but I think uh, it, the game is called is the Town of Light, but it's a game about mental illness. It's similar to Hellblades, but the gameplay is completely different. So I take the the bet to take jump on a train and go and show the game to a couple of people and see how they was reacting. And instead of being the usual PR press trip kind of thing, it was just me going there all style, show it. And I have to say that I... Uh, quite good feedback of people saying to me say well that's something here and uh, and i and i think that the 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 key thing today is for do people doing doing my job or developers they're doing pr by themselves trying to find those things that make your game unique because i'm sure you got it you just need to look into it properly i think it's finding a way to yeah. put your game in front of people and sometimes that's that is an aspect of the game that's uh, you know unique or stands out at least, but that's still really really hard if you are a developer, um, not from a, a media uh, hub, you know, not with easy access to any of the teams. If you just your only approach is to be able to email people and say, look at this build in my game, at which point it comes down to human connections, and that can often can you know come down to you making a personal human connection to someone on a on a, a magazine and writing to them and saying, listen, I read your piece on this. I think you might be interested in this. Um, I, you know, making it clear that this is a personal thing, not a mail out. Or employing someone like you to make that human connection for you. I, I think uh, what you say is actually really true about what you say, about human connection. And part of what I'm doing at the moment, of course, I, I, I got my own clients to do my own PR, corporate products, blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, I'm going around and talk with group of indies together and then ask them what they think is PR, which is, of course, is about corruption, drugs, everything. Um, and uh, then see, try to talk with them. and actually say sometime it's better identify three people, three journalists or one YouTuber that you actually can relate it than send 3,000 blanket email that no one going to read. Now, 
Um, if you're an agency, you have to send the blanket email generally because it's part of the uh, part of the job. But we also have the strength of the relationship. But if you are if you are lucky, and another thing they say to everyone, go to events with your game. Going to an event today to an indie event, it costs probably fifty to one hundred pounds, and you're networking so much there, much more. And when people meet you in person, you can bond so much better than email or stalking journalists on Facebook or on their website and stuff like that. <laughs> stalking. That's the key. <laughs> we're exactly. good at that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're good at that. What would you say the biggest challenges are at the moment then for somebody uh, with an indie game? Well, uh, if you talk about mobile games, for example, mobile games is a complete overcrowded market, so you need to have money to invest in discoverability because I don't think PR per se can make a lot of a lot of um, can help a lot if you don't have a solid concept uh, on PC we get into the same saturation uh, like mobile but I still think uh, the best thing is identify very quickly what your game is all about and then try to get those two three people that can start talking about you and then talk with the audience as early as possible talk with people as early as possible even when the game is not ready lots of indies say I'm worried that someone stole my idea well if they stole your idea it means that your idea is good if you talk early and you are the first one talk it's not really to, to, to stole your idea anyway good interesting stuff thanks Stefano time for local news hello I'm Sega Badawi and welcome to On Life Left, local news. Local residents have gone social media crazy as they celebrate the passing of the date that medical student Laverne went to in the future. She claims that she went forward in time in a toilet to prevent a purple tentacle from taking over the planet. However, some people are saying that her tale is rather fantastical and doesn't contain anything recognisable that you would expect to see in that era, such as hoverboards, sports almanacs, or piles of manure. The only other people that believe her story are heavy metal roadie Hoagie and local nerd Bernard Benui. But it's hard to go along with their trust when you consider Hoagie said he met George Washington in the past, and Bernard pronounces his name as Bernard. Thanks, and back to your usual programming. Dear team and super special guest or guests, writes Richie Stratton. Steve's star mine Warcraft story has just made me laugh out loud at a bus stop and appear mad. This letter is not about that. I played games for 33 years, most, unsex uh, <laughs> most unsexily and most unsuccessfully. Assassin's Creed 2 was the first game I completed. However, since then, I've completed lots of games. Lego games, indie games, Vita games, and big blockbusters. Driver San Francisco and Spec Ops The Line being standouts, including pursuing platinum trophies on some occasions. I've tried to work out why I've become ever more of 
of a completionist. I've no more gaming time than before. Work and family are as intense as ever. And my disposable income has increased over time, so I don't need to be more discerning or ensure I get increased value. I think it's a combination of three things. First, trophies are an interesting but slightly perverse way to prompt me to continue a game. Second, YouTube and FAQs make it easier than ever before to guide me. Third, the quality of games has improved, increasing the pleasure I take in playing. What do you think? Do you complete more games now than before? Or am I missing an obvious point that games are easier now? I welcome your thoughts. Uh, I tend to find myself... um avoiding anything uh that's not essential to getting the game finished seeing the credits mm. uh, so i think that's down to the fact that i don't have as much time to play stuff so i'm interested in getting from a to b as quickly as possible so sadly i'm not a trophy uh collector but i do understand how important it is to some Depends on the sort of game. Some of the games that I, I absolutely try mine for trophies and achievements. The remark I made earlier about achievements encouraging you to play games in a different way, uh, those are the best sort of achievements, and I really, really like that. But usually I reach a skill plateauing point. I've seen what achievements are available in N++, and I love that game. I love that game. I think it's my favourite game of the year, but I know I'm never going to get all of them at that point. I kind of check out. Uh, I have very little interest generally in seeing the credits to games. Right. Uh, generally, it's mostly um, interesting achievements that keep me going. Stefano? Well, I love I love um, the narrative of game mostly. So, well, you talk about arcade adventure, like pe- game like The Witcher or Assassin's Creed. Uh, they they huge game, very huge, and just finishing them take ages. So I generally tend to get hooked about the narrative and then going to the end. Um, I think the, the completionist aspect is a, is a psychological aspect that is very important because it's a sense of achievement because you achieve something. So you say, oh, I'm really, really cool. And what I find interesting, if you go on any game on uh, on PlayStation, for example, you know that you got the, the very ultra rare achievement, the uh-huh. common achievement. Mm. If you look at the percentage of the common achievement that you are achieved or the trophy you got, mm-hmm. uh, you always found that maybe 3% of your friend got this common trophy. Mm. So I think there is a, there is some data that to be read at. And I know there is, I've got a couple of friends that are completely obsessed about achievement. Mm. They play the game on Xbox to get the... Yeah, specific, the, the game specific, is cool. Yeah. Yeah. And? Um, I think that I approach uh, games more like I approach books in that if I if I'm not enjoying it I don't really care about uh, achievements or anything like that if I'm just not enjoying it I'll put it down like I'll put a book down if I'm if it's stopped being interesting um, yeah I don't I, I don't think I care about achievements in life or in games Stefano do you have a letter yes uh, is uh, there one life left uh, I read today that we're not even allowed to eat sausages without getting cancer now <laughs> Is political correctness gone mad? Could you recommend any good video games about sausages? Right. Ooh, any sausages. Mm. Sausages in video games. Um, I believe one of my favourite game designers uh, is working on a game right now called Steven Sausage Roll. Okay. 
so <laughs> that's the best that I can do. Um, yeah, I can't think of any actual actual edible sausages. sausages. Uh, I mean, like burger time. That's yeah, not a sausage. Um, oh, sausage. Oh, you got me. Oh. I, I was about to say go burger time. Yeah, and then there's that weird game that was at Nottingham uh, Games last year with the you're essentially a human sausage. You remember that? You both ends. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see where you like you're both connected <laughs> essentially, and uh, you sort of scrabble around with your head and arms? Maybe this didn't exist. <laughs> that wasn't a game. Have a really good sleep up there. <laughs> it was really. I think this is just one of the things we made Parco and Keith Stewart do. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, Sausages. Feels like it must be a power up in something very British. I'm sure a Spectrum game must have. Uh, must have used the sausage as well. It's called Masters Games Beckett from the time of 60, Commodore 64, should I have a sausage inside? Or like a hot dog. Yeah. Yeah. Is there hot anyone dog. cooking sausages over a campfire? Anywhere. <laughs> so no, if you if you are dear team in SSG, it's that time again when children dressed as Disney princesses blackmail us for sweets. I find any game with a first person perspective a bit creepy. I can't even play Portal with the lights out. So I'm sad that I won't ever know the joys of Alien Isolation, let alone Five Nights at Freddy's. What's your favourite video game scare? What am I missing out on? Pip pip, Robert. I think some of the most effective scares, I mean, obviously, I won't name one of my favourite games of the year again. Uh, it's got some good scares in it, but um, it was thinking about that game that made me uh, re- recall a time staying up very late playing the original Resident Evil and how uh, foreboding and actually genuinely terrifying that was. Um, have they just remade Resident Evil? Are they or about to or something like that? It's a pretty scary game. What about you, Anne? Um, oh, there are two things that came to mind. Uh, so they're doing it again this year at Game City. They're doing Resident Evil Live, and I'm not going to be around for it. And I wish so much that I was because that was one of the most terrifying experiences of my life. And I've never, I've never played Resident Evil, but maybe I should because I did enjoy, <laughs> did enjoy a good big scary bit. Um, and the other one was uh, what was that game that we played at your Steve when we were oh, streaming Outlast. it? Yeah, it was brilliant. I loved horrible, it. Horrible, I hated game. It. <laughs> horrible game. Uh, the scariest video game is Amnesia. That's it. Okay. The end. Um, I've done some research on sausages. Okay. Uh, what did you type in there? <laughs> it's going to pop up on the resonance computer for the next. I, I googled sausage games. Yeah. Uh, and it turned up a. There's, there's an Adult Swim video game called. Uh, hold on. Uh, duh, duh, duh. Um, sausage Factory. Uh, I didn't click on it just in okay, case it was NSFW. <laughs> but play Sausage Fit Factory at adultswim.com. Grind out sausages to the beat uh, good. in this free game. It also it also called up um, a Wikipedia page for Sausage Race, uh, which is a thing that happens on Sunday afternoon home games uh, at Milwaukee County Stadium in America. They have oh. have a sausage race. Look, Simon, there's a picture. Do you have any sausage race. in Milwaukee? <laughs> the picture shows the sausages near the finish line of the sausage race. That's not it's, how I imagined, I'll be race. honest with you. It's a ra- race of that, sausage mascots. <laughs> nope. Um, there we go. Stefano, are you going to mention a scary game? Yeah, I remember to play Resident Evil 2. It's not a competition. No, I'd say that I really remember it was very, very scary. I was playing and finishing a Christmas day and my cousin house played Resident Evil 2 back in time. I just remember it was right. one of the most scary experiences I had. Happy Christmas. Yeah, Happy exactly. Christmas. <laughs> Good. Thank you very much for your letters this week. Um, we're going to be here next week, definitely. So please email us. Team at onelifeleft.com.
you're listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. This is Power Supply and Superflying Ice Cream. Uh, we're off to Nottingham. Nottingham yes. Game City on Friday. We're very, very excited. Actually, I'm going down on Thursday. You're that uh, excited. But on Can't Friday, wait. Well, there's a reason I'm going on Thursday, which I'll come to in a second. On Friday, we are going to do uh, the Marioki, uh, our closing event at Nottingham Game City. Uh, we started the Marioki there, and we will finish yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Marioki there. Probably not this year, but at some point in the future. Uh, we'll be bringing 250-plus songs to Nottingham, yes. which is Whoa. ridiculous. How many did we have the first time we did it? 20, yeah, about 28. 28, yeah. Mm. Uh, so that's crazy. I would get there early if I were you. I think we start at nine and we will start as soon as you guys arrive. We'll be singing from then until late and then we'll go back to our hotel rooms and who knows what will Crash happen. pad. Um, crash pad. I will be... I'm, I'm doing something on Thursday nights. What are you doing? As well, I'm going to go and help... Uh, well, I'm going to go and be on Declan Deneen's podcast. Oh, cool. Oh. Checkpoints. Cool. Well, hang on, have we approved this? Uh, I've, I've, he, I keep not being on it. I can't, I can't find any time to do it. And now I've got intimidated by the quality of guests that he's had on there. Well, don't he really worry. has Genuinely, had some brilliant absolutely guests, incredible. He? And I'm like, why do you want to speak to me? But now he's talking to you. I think that's... <laughs> well, I did the first one. Oh, did you? Yeah. I... Did you then back on it? Yeah, he's... I, I'm, 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 I'm returning. Um, yeah, I was, I was his prototype What's material. What's happened since and then, he's, then? Well, he's had Chris Crawford on. Yeah, I mean, but what, what, made, you, what can you talk video about? Games. Well, I don't know. Uh, we'll find out. We're doing games from I'm 2005, 10 years in the past, mm. maybe 10 years in the future, something like that. I don't know. The point is, he's had brilliant guests on. Yes, and I was amazing. just checking when it starts to make sure I get there on time. I ended up on the Checkpoints page. Oh, yeah. And the Checkpoints page, it's, it's quite interesting because it, it explains what Checkpoints is yep. on, on the Nottingham Game City page. Yep. Presumably culled from Checkpoints page. It says, um, it's got some quotes at the bottom. And the, uh, the first quote, which is nice, it says, if we had a podcast network, Checkpoints would be on it from One Life Left. That's what One Life Left said. Oh, oh isn't that nice? That really is nice. Second quote from yep. Kieran Gillen, oh, yeah. who, I, who I introduced Declan to and, okay. you know, made happen. Right. Um didn't make Kieran happen, <laughs> but I did make him on a lot to answer for. <laughs> make him on him on checkpoints, um, him on checkpoints happen, and he's kindly provided a quote for checkpoints as well. And it says this: Declan Deneen's checkpoints is one of my favourite podcasts about games. In fact, it's the only one about games I listen to regularly. Interesting. Interesting. That is interesting, isn't it? Isn't it? So we can say whatever we like about <laughs> Kieran Gillen. <laughs> <laughs> we do that. If you've got anything you want to say about <laughs> Kieran Gillen, please email. He will never know. He will never know. Never. Never. Never ever.
What's this, Simon? Uh, this is Rhinoceros by a chap called Kevin McLeod, and um, you can find it. It's the theme of my new game, Steve. What? Uh, as you play Throw Exploding Cheesy, you, this is the uh, this is the music. What goes on behind wow. it? It's really good, isn't it? Really good. Brilliant. I've, I've licensed this from Kevin. He's, he's 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 the only one to make money out of my game so far. Five stars. <laughs> um, yeah, it's available for now on Android. Uh, it probably won't be coming to iOS. Um, and look at the, who's at the bottom of the leaderboard currently, Anne. Oh, is that your mum? My mum is at the oh. bottom of the leaderboard. So if you've not got on it, she uh, she's better you, than you. She's the one that gave you one star. <laughs> exactly, you know. <laughs> part of my extended family, not okay, her. There you okay. go, Anne. That's how you, that's how you. Hasn't got the tutorial on it at the moment, but um, it's basically sort of like a double missile command. Uh, mice come up and then oh. go back down, and you've got to stop them. But if you throw the cheese to just go in there. front of them, they eat it and then they blow up. And then cool. you're the voiced by oh, Dexter, who was on the show last weekend. Uh, my wife have done the mice, mice voices. It's all right, Steve, isn't it? It's all right. It's all right. Uh, you had to get it get it rated as well didn't you I did Peggy 11 <laughs> Peggy 11 I think it is Peggy 11 <laughs> Peggy 11 because it's a bit naughty um, <laughs> yeah five mice escape uh, and then it's game over oh no I think it might be nearly game over uh, yeah that's good that's what I put on Tuesday okay. uh, it's, uh, it's, I mean it's pretty tricky I need some tips off you uh, Stefano about how to uh, I, 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 yeah I've not got anywhere to, to, to write about it yet but, um, but those Go that are there. playing it seem to be enjoying it there. Missile Command is, is one Go of there. the few games from the golden age of arcade gaming that really hasn't yeah. been mined. That's why I thought. This could be your yeah. breakthrough the, game. The niche. And um, you told me that you didn't like Missile Command games. Yeah. Can, you, can you? Is that, is that still mm. stands? I, I don't like Missile Command games. It turns out I love double Missile yes. Command games. Up and then that down. That's what I needed. More Up Missile and then down. Command. Brilliant. Well done, Simon. Thanks very much. Thanks. Thanks. Awesome. And you're on to game four now, aren't I you? Am, yeah, I started prototype on Saturday. All right. It's yeah. currently called... I'm only happy when I'm grey. Oh, this sounds like an IGF nominee. It doesn't it? Wait yeah. to happen. Exactly. Good exactly. stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. Now. 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 Are you providing your own uh, yeah. noises? And we've moved sections now. Um, this is this really does that for Anne. It's got that sort of last air turn. No. Bring your games into yeah. work. Go, you know. Go, go, go. All right, I'll bring down her mic. What have you been playing? Well, uh, I've not been playing anything this week well um, I have been playing some sort of stuff but I wanted to talk about something else really uh, okay look it's Cara Ellison's book oh excellent um, which uh, I was really excited to receive um, it's uh, it's a collection of her work of the year that she spent travelling around the world um, embedding herself with video game developers and um, it comes with a forward from um, Kieran Gillen actually <laughs> who says that this is the only book he reads <laughs> 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 um, uh, Cara was on the show. She was on the show at the start of her adventure she and was. sort of during it. Um, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm early into it. I'd, I'd pretty much decided never to read a book again, genuinely, um, recently, uh, just because I thought, well, you know, I'm sort of making games, all that sort of stuff. I think there's more important stuff to do. But, but the, I've been making occasional exceptions for non-fiction. I think that probably happens when you get older. Um but I started reading this, and I, I'm really, really enjoying it. I thought that the web series was um, excellent um, as it was as 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 Cara was doing it. But um, you know, reading stuff on the internet is not the best way to do it. And mm. actually, this collected stuff um, it works so much better in a book. It looks really, really, it's really, nice really good. As well. Really, I'm really, um, really enjoying it. Actually, uh, um, your your mention on page fifteen, Steve. Am I? Yep. How so? 
Um, I genuinely didn't know this. Back inside, Red Eye Steve Curran sternly gives me tax advice. I know you won't listen to me. I think about listening to him. And then we decide to go out to a bar. And I guess birthday. This is from Terry's birthday. So okay. Cameron's birthday oh, party okay. that night. Um, uh, so, uh, but she's wisely not got an acknowledgement section. Clever. I was going to ask. I, that's, that's why I, why I, the first thing I did was <laughs> rifle through it. Um, so, yes, good. Uh, thoroughly recommend it. I think it was, if it's not out now, it's out soon. Eight ninety nine. Um, yeah, excellent. Fantastic. She's got better PR people than Simon Parkins as well. I tell you that. Parkins. Although they did invite us to a party and get us drinks. Oh, that's true. That's mm, true, actually. That's true. You should, you should, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I also know that she didn't go with the cover that we suggested, which we provided with a quote. Uh, she went with Charlie Brooker instead. Yeah. All right, seven out of ten. Seven then. out of ten. Okay, uh, Scanters. Uh, I've been playing Split by Simogo. Oh, um, we love Simogo, don't we? Yeah, Simogo. they're great. And this is actually so it's a very simple puzzle game on the face of it. Uh, so you have a screen, and uh, when you tap it, it splits the screen in half either horizontally or vertically and then it continues to create splits uh, halfway down the sections of the screen either horizontally or vertically um, in order so it will go one or the other Uh, and you have to create um, splits and then um, when you get sections of uh, squares or rectangles that are the same size then they get blocked off um, and are given a score and when that score goes down, they disappear and a new fresh bit comes up that you can split again. And it's really good and it's a nice little puzzle game, but there's more going on. What? And I've only just started figuring out that there's more going on. And it took my boyfriend had played it as well. And he was like, have you tried shaking your screen yet? And he showed me, shake the screen and it all changes colour. Turn it upside down, the colour inverts. It's amazing. And apparently there's loads more stuff like that, which I really... What more can you do with a phone? I don't know. Put it in your shoe. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think it was... Uh, he was saying that um, there was, like... Uh, so people got the game and saw how relatively simple it looked and then looked at the file size and it's a lot bigger than they would expect. So there's mm. obviously something going on behind there. Uh, so I'm actually quite excited about um, finding out what some more of the other things that you can do with that are. Have I'm you tried bit... calling someone while you're playing it? No. Have you tried calling Kieran Gillen and swearing <laughs> at him? <laughs> if, you swear, if you say the right Is swear it? word, yeah. It's, wow. It unlocks loads of stuff. <laughs> so Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> The, yeah, and, but what they've worked out is that it will be the last one that you say to him. So you've got to go through all of them. <laughs> got to go through all of them. <laughs> and it only works between one and two at night. <laughs> Should we try it out on the phone? Yeah, it's uh, really good, really fun. Um, yeah, I'm intrigued as to what else there is to it. And I'm having a nice time. I would recommend seven out of ten. Excellent. Um, I have been playing a bit of uh, Kung Fu... Kung Fu... Oh, yeah. Kung Fu Bunny? I can't remember. Um, And I played it very, very briefly, and it's like a... It's kind of like... feels like Super Meat Boy for children. Is this the... Is this on PSN? Yeah, it's a very, very simple platform game. Down or something, is that? No, 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 it's a different one. Okay. Uh, So it's a very, very simple platform game. Collect the carrots, get to the exit. Uh, It's very, very slow. Don't really like the jumping very much. Mostly, it just seemed very, very competently implemented, but I played it a billion times before. That said, it's exactly the sort of game that I play um, just because I don't really want to start a new game, and so I'll probably play it a lot more. 
However, that isn't actually what I wanted to talk about. Um, what I want to review, 7 out of 10, okay. what I wanted to review was I wanted to go back to a game that I haven't played this week and indeed haven't played it since the review, uh, which was Everybody's Gone to the Rapture. Oh, yeah. Which I don't know if you remember, but, um, you know, a couple of months ago we reviewed on the show and I was torn on it. You know, I'm glad it exists, but I didn't really get it. And it, in fact, it broke. I, I visited the ending before I should have done. And and yeah, I was I was sort of a bit, yeah, I like it and I like it. I like that it's out there, but I'm, I'm not sure it's for me. I haven't been able to stop thinking about it weirdly what, since then since then it just keeps coming back to me and parts of the story really really stuck with me in a way that i don't really <laughs> recall another video game ever doing and um especially i you know i've been in in the lake district uh, in a couple of small towns this uh, this weekend and visually quite reminiscent of yorton in, in everybody's gone to the rapture but yeah, bits of the story keep flashing back to me. And, uh, you know, to have reviewed a game quite, I don't want to say harshly, but I was somewhat negative about it, a game that has emotionally affected me more than any other video game, I think, in recent memory, uh, seems very, very harsh in retrospect. So uh, I would like to encourage people to to play that game. Uh, and as such, I think we're going to change our score, Ooh. or at least revisit the score. We're like Polygon, aren't we? Yeah. Well, you know. Review in progress. <laughs> review in progress. Every review is in progress. Um, 7 out of 10 Excellent Stefano what have you been playing? I just um, of course there's a lot of uh, AAA blockbuster coming out so I decided to go and uh, play the DLC for The Witcher Headstone and uh, I was quite surprised because it's so well self-contained and it looks like a complete new story but without dragging too much it's long I mean it's kind of 10 hours there are some games that are 10 hours yeah. but this is a DLC yeah. But the acting and the narrative is absolutely amazing. So amazing that I will say 7 out of 10. Wow, okay, thank you. Fair enough. Okay, um, it's the end of our review section. We've still got some time left in the show. Time. Usually Can we leave a bit of time. Do you like it? <laughs> All right, I'm going to stick on another piece of music. Uh, this is uh, Cheap Shots, Giddy. <laughs>
All right, uh, you're listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. There are three and a half minutes of the show left. So, any other business? What else? I was really disappointed to not be up at uh, Game City this weekend. It looked fantastic, didn't it? The know, um, the, the Brits off stuff that yeah, they were doing with uh, Alex Wiltshire, who's been on the show, yeah. of course. Gary uh, we, Penn. We made uh, him. We didn't make Gary Penn. I don't think we can claim responsibility for that. Has Gary yeah, ever been on the show? It. No, I don't think he has actually. Has he been on while well, we've been at GDC? Maybe. No, no, uh, no. I don't think so. That's rubbish. It is rubbish. It? Um, um, you're in charge of pen communications. Yeah. Get him on the show. Oh, pen a letter. Hey. <laughs> hey. Doing um, that whilst killing some mice. They were doing um, an, uh, a panel for old Amiga journalists as well, which looked um, looked really you, good. You should have been on it. I was asked on it. I couldn't. I, I couldn't go. I was. I was busy this weekend. If it was next weekend, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm in. I mean, definitely in. Um, so that looked good. Uh, Bithel's up there doing something else, isn't he, at the moment? He's always doing something, Bithel. Um, yeah, no, so it looks like another stellar lineup. We um, love Game City. Yes, we do. Long may it continue. Um, and we're looking forward to shutting it down <laughs> uh, on Friday. Uh, what else? Uh, my game comes out very soon. In early access. Chime. Chime. Chimbles. Good stuff. Went uh, out. Excited. Is this an exclusive? Not exactly sure. We're just... We should get you. You should come on the show. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe next week when we're struggling for a guest. I know we've, uh, we've got a guest book for oh, next week. fantastic. Yeah, don't you worry about that, Steve. Um, yes, uh, going into proper early access very, very soon, I think. I think we're just um, sorting some stuff out with Steam. So I don't have a date yet, but that's exciting. Good. It's good. It is genuinely, genuinely good. Speak to, to Stefano about... Uh, yeah. 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 Oh, we can't afford you, Stefano. Um, never say never. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's exciting. Good. And uh, maybe to have some other game release news as well, because my, my other games are getting close as well. Uh, what a busy year, isn't it? Yeah, been super busy. Stefano, we haven't mentioned how people can find you uh, oh, if they're yes. interested in, you, in using your services, I, if they're bloated. Well, even they can contact me on uh, my email, which is stefano, S-T-E-F-A-N-O, at Petrullo. P-E-T-R-U-L-L-O.co.uk Excellent. Or just go do Stefano Petrullo on Facebook. Okay. They're going to find me there. Um, and just to clear something up then, so how, much, how much do you cost? <laughs> that uh, depends on what you want. i got a very extensive menu of services <laughs> I can offer you. Yeah. talk about that afterwards. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you ever so much for coming on the show. It's been a pleasure having you on. Yeah, thank you for inviting me. It was absolutely stra- amazing. Don't be, a, don't be a stranger. Come on Never. whenever you like. Okay, two weeks time. Right, we're going to see everybody in Nottingham, aren't we? I hope so. Everybody. 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 See you there. Uh, yeah, uh, but until then. Until then. I have been Steve Curran. I am Simon Byron. I will be Anne Scantlebury. <laughs> you won't, though, because you're off. Oh, yeah, I'm off. So you'll you. ne- never be Anne Scantlebury again. We have to find a new Anne Scantlebury yeah. for next week. Good we will luck. do our best. Uh, ooh, that's a good cliffhanger. Bye. Bye. Bye bye. <laughs>